Welcome back to the second episode of the Disciplined Traders Academy Learning to Swing Trade the Stock Market podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez. Uh, you'll notice in the cover art that there's actually co-hosts for the show, myself and Felix Garcia, my co-founder with the Disciplined Traders Academy. So occasionally you will hear Felix record some of these podcast episodes for you as well. But if you want to see Felix's insights and thoughts on the stock market, you'll want to follow the Disciplined Traders YouTube Academy, where Felix puts videos up and provides you his insight on stock market insights, trading, and his experiences in the stock market. So if you want to learn from Felix, you'll want to go over to this one Traders YouTube Academy, YouTube channel, and follow Felix there. And I'll put that link in the show notes. All right. So today, what we want to talk about is I want to go over some key terminology that new people to the stock market need to understand. If for somebody that has never traded in the stock market before, it definitely can be very overwhelming. There's a lot going on in the stock market and it can be very, it can just be very challenging, right? It's pulling that curtain back and seeing how the magic happens behind the scenes. So for a brand new trader, there is a path that has to be taken in order to start that process of understanding how the stock market works and how you can start taking advantage of it and how you can learn to start swing trading that stock market. A component of that is understanding the terminology, right? All these terms that are thrown around, what do they mean? How do they impact my decision-making? Today, I'm going to go over a list of terms that you need to understand as a investor or trader in the stock market. The first one is the definition of a stock, right? What is a stock? A stock is a share or ownership stake in a company investors and traders buy and sell stocks in the stock market. Now, I know that seems pretty basic, but it's still important to understand because there is a difference between shares of buying a stock versus options and things like that. So it's important to understand that everything we do is based on a share price, and that is the stock that we purchase, whether that is a share of Apple, a share of Google, a share of Tesla, right? When we buy stocks, we are buying a share into that company. For example, say you want to purchase Apple. I think Apple is trading right around 196, 197 a share. So for every share that you purchase, it's going to cost you $196. Now, this is why options become very attractive to new traders because options typically will cost you a lot less to trade that stock. But Options are a very dangerous instrument for brand new traders. In fact, I plan to do a podcast on the dangers of options and why brand new traders should only be learning how to trade equities first. That, that is a whole topic unto itself, and that will be a podcast for a different day. But if you want to purchase Apple stock, it's going to cost you around $197 a share. Of course, there's stocks that trade under $100 a share. There's stocks that trade under 50 there's stocks that trade under 10. So there's a variety of different stocks out there and different price points. And again, another podcast episode, I will talk about how to choose your stocks and why it's dangerous to trade penny stocks and the liquidity that you're looking for. But for today, understand that a stock is a share or ownership stake in a company and that you as the investor or you as the trader will buy and sell those stocks in the stock market. Okay, the second definition that you need to understand is swing trading. What is the definition of swing trading? It's a trading strategy that aims to capture short-term price movements in stocks or other financial instruments. 
So swing traders will hold positions for a few days to a few weeks and capture the momentum and the movement on that stock. So typically they see a breakout on the chart pattern. They see some type of momentum play. There's something on the chart that tells them that it is time to enter that trade. And again, they'll typically hold it for a few days or a few weeks. The longest I think I've ever held a swing trade has been about eight weeks. And the reason that it has a, a timeline on it is because one of, one of my rules for swing trading is that I don't hold over earnings, right? So companies release earnings every single quarter. And the last thing we want to do is be in a swing trade over earnings because we have zero control over what's going to happen to that stock once the earnings are released. Companies can release great earnings and still sell off 18 to 20%. Companies can have terrible earnings and they can still get bought up to the upside 18 to 20%. There is just no way to forecast what is going to happen to the stock during an earnings play. So for swing traders or for conservative swing traders, we tend to exit our positions before earnings are announced because we don't want to be tied up in that volatility. So that's why the longest I would ever hold a swing trade is basically 12 weeks, 12 weeks, right? One quarter. Okay. The next definition that you need to understand is a bull market. Now, a bull market is a market that is characterized by rising stock prices over an extended period of time. It indicates an overall positive sentiment and investor optimism. Now, as we close out 2023, the market has been in an uptrend for the past nine weeks. We haven't had a major sell-off in the past nine weeks. There's been a couple of small pullbacks, but on, when you look at the charts on a week-by-week basis, when you look at the S&P and the NASDAQ on a week-by-week basis, you can see that the market has closed higher every single week for the past nine weeks. So we've definitely closed out 2023 in a bull market mentality. Now, again, when you have a bull market, some of the dangers you have of that is stocks will get overbought and they'll start to signal that a pullback is going to happen. The VIX will get very low, which indicates complacency among traders and investors. And that's usually when traders and investors get bit is when they get complacent. So it's important that when we're in a bull market, we're still looking for signs that a a pullback could occur or a a change of momentum could occur. And that brings us to our next definition, which is a bear market. A bear market is a market that is characterized by falling stock prices over an extended period of time. It indicates an overall negative sentiment and investor pessimism, right? It means investors and traders are negative about the market. Traders really don't get negative about the market, right? Investors do because investors are long-term buy and hold, right? They're buying stock and they're holding it for 10, 15, 20 years. So they will tend to get very negative. For people that swing trade the stock market and day traders as well, we don't really care. The bear market doesn't get us down, doesn't make us negative because we know that there's opportunity to make money in a bear market, right? We know what strategies we can utilize in a bear market to make money when the market is going down. And actually the market tends to fall faster in a bear market than in a bull market, right? uh, I think the saying is it's the elevator down, stairs up, right? So when a bear market hits, it tends to sell off very quickly. There's also a lot of volatility with a bear market. Swing traders and day traders tend to get excited because we don't care which direction the market goes. We just want it to move, right? We make money when the market moves. When the market is flat, it's harder to make money. So we are looking for volume and movement, whether it's up or down. 
but that is the definition of a bear market. And typically when a index gets sells off more than 10% from where it's been, they start to call that a bear market. So that's usually one of the indicators if they don't reset or change the definition on us. The next definition I want to talk about is volatility. Volatility is important to understand because that is what makes the market go up and down, but that is also how traders can lose money very quickly. So volatility is the degree of variation in the price of a stock or the overall market. So higher the volatility is going to imply larger price swings, which can prevent opportunities, but it also creates additional risk for swing traders. So when we have a volatile day, it means that our our movement of the stock or our movement of the indexes is much greater that day, right? So if the index moves down one and a half, two percent in a day, if the S&P moves one and a half, two percent in a day, it's usually a big sell-off, right? You got a big red candle for that day. And if you're on the wrong side of that trade that day, you're going to get clobbered. And that's why it's so important to make sure you have stop losses in every trade, but we'll also cover that in a future podcast. Volatility is important to understand because volatility can either be your friend or it can wipe you out. Volatility is the amount of movement that stock or index makes in the market that day. The next definition I want to go over is technical analysis. Now, technical analysis is the foundation for what we do in swing trading, right? We're not doing fundamental analysis like the long-term investors. Our technical analysis is based on the charts. It's based on the couple of indicators that we decide we like to use, and it's utilizing the charts and the history to decide when to place a trade. Technical analysis is the practice of analyzing historical price and volume data to predict future price movements. Just because you have the chart and the chart, the particular chart sets up textbook doesn't mean the stock is going to make that move. There are zero guarantees in the stock market, which is why, again, it is important to always have your stop loss figured out before placing your trade. But when we do the technical analysis, we use it as a roadmap to try and anticipate what that stock is going to do. We're looking for things like a breakout pattern, right? We're looking for a chart that is breaking out above a certain high or above a certain level of resistance, turning that into support, right? Those sorts of activities increase the odds that if we place a trade, that it might go in our direction. So technical analysis involves studying the charts, studying the different patterns, getting to know your indicators, and combining those, coming up with your system to make your trading decisions. This is different from fundamental analysis, right? Fundamental analysis is the evaluation of a company's financial health. You're looking at the overall health of the organization through the P&L and the balance sheet and the cash flow, right? You're looking at performance of the company. You're looking at the leadership team and do you believe in the CEO? Do you believe in the CFO? Right? Fundamental analysis considers factors like earnings, revenue, balance sheets, and industry trends. When we're swing trading, we don't look at any of that. We're not interested in the, the fundamental health of the organization. With that being said, it is smart to swing trade good, solid companies. Right? If you swing trade penny stock companies that aren't financially healthy, you run a much higher risk of higher volatility, the stock getting delisted, 
So it is still smart to trade, swing trade companies that are fundamentally healthy, like an Apple, like a Google, right? You do want to trade good companies, but you don't have to be looking at their financial uh, statements all the time to make swing trade decisions. All right. The next definition that we want to talk about is support and resistance. Support and resistance is very simple. It's just levels at which the price of a stock tends to find buying support. So that's your definition of support. So think of support as a floor, right? You're bouncing the ball on the floor and the ball hits the floor and comes back up. It can't go through the floor. That's the same thing with a stock. When a stock finds this level of support, it's going to bounce off that level of support and then continue higher. Now, just because a stock has support doesn't mean it won't break through it. So nothing is uh, bulletproof in the stock market, but it's a good sign when a stock will bounce off that floor of support, consolidate there, and then continue upward. So it's respecting that level of support. Same thing happens with resistance, right? Resistance is selling pressure. So think of resistance like a ceiling. You throw the ball up against the ceiling, it hits the ceiling, comes back down and hits you in the head, right? Resistance is where that stock will hit a certain level and cannot break through it. What hits the level of resistance, cannot break through it, turns around and heads back down. That is the simple definition of support and resistance. And we use those in our technical analysis and we use those in our trading every single day. And these levels are determined by historical price patterns, and it can help guide us in making entry and exit decisions. And again, the longer time frame you have on a level of support, the better chance that stock is going to respect that level of support. And the same for resistance. The longer time frame you have on resistance, then the better chance that stock is going to respect that level of resistance. If you have a support or resistance line that is going back to 2020, 2019, 2018, or maybe even 10 years, which we do have those, the chances that the stock is going to support those levels uh, is definitely higher. All right. A couple more definitions for you. Stop loss order. Now, this is an order that is placed to automatically sell a stock if its price reaches a specified level. This is what helps you limit potential losses by ensuring that your trades are exited if the market moves against your position. So you put the stop loss order in when you purchase that stock. So every time you place a swing trade, you have your entry price point, you have your target where you're anticipating the stock to go to, and you also have a stop loss order in place. So you've already made the decision through your charting that if the stock hits $62 a share, your stop loss order is going to be triggered and you will be exiting that uh, particular trade. If you're a new trader, I highly recommend that you put the stop loss order in as a standing order. A lot of people like to tell themselves that they will have the mental fortitude to go in and put the stop loss order in or exit the trade when they see it hit $62. In other words, they're manually going in and removing that, closing out that trade. The problem with this is that the mental aptitude and the psychology of trading, especially early on in your trading career, will get the better of you. It got the better of me early on. I thought I could go in and mentally have the fortitude to close out that stock when it went against me and hit my exit. And in the beginning, more than not, I didn't have that. I, I would convince myself that the stock was going to come back. It was going to bounce. I just needed to give it more time. And, and that's a dangerous mindset because that's when the stock more than not will continue breaking down and now your loss goes from 2.5% to 5% to 8% to 10%. 
And when you start taking those larger financial hits, those larger percentage hits on your portfolio, it makes it much harder to recover when you start having wins. So I would strongly encourage all traders to have put your stop loss order in and put it in as a preset order so that you take the human element out of exiting the trade. And yeah, sometimes you're going to exit, you're going to put that stop loss order in, it's going to get triggered, and then it's going to bounce and head back up. But when that happens, you can't go back and look in the rearview mirror. You have to walk away and say, it is what it is. I live to trade another day. The last definition I want to go over is profit target, right? So what is a profit target? A profit target is a predetermined price level at which a swing trader aims to sell a stock to lock in profits. And that's based on the trader's desired risk to reward ratio. And it also is based on the movement that a stock could make. But profit targets and price targets are pie in the sky, right? None of us know what the stock is going to do. We are just going off the chart. In a best case scenario, you may determine that your profit target is 10%. And you do utilize this because you have to come up with a reward to risk ratio, right? For us, we don't enter a trade unless there's a minimum of a two to one reward to risk ratio, meaning that based on the charts, the chart is telling me that we should be able to get a reward of two versus a risk of one meaning that our stock is going to move two times in the direction we need it to. And if it doesn't, and it goes against us, we are going to be exiting at a 1% stop loss. So if a stock has a three to one or a four to one ratio, that's even better. Now, it doesn't mean the stock's going to actually hit that profit target, right? We have no idea what it's going to do, but the potential for it to hit a minimum of a two to one reward to risk ratio has to be there in order for the trade to make sense. That's how we come up with a profit target, and that's how we come up with a reward to risk ratio. If we are looking at a chart that only gives us a one to one reward to risk ratio, then it's not worth it because there's not enough opportunity to make more reward than there is risk. But typically, on a one to one reward to risk ratio, I will personally pass on those type of trades. That wraps up the definitions that I wanted to go over today. So we covered the key terminology for what is a stock, what is swing trading, what is a bull market and what is a bear market, what is volatility and how does it impact your ability to trade, what is technical analysis versus fundamental analysis, what is support and resistance, what is a stop loss order and why is it so important to put your stop loss order in, especially as a brand new trader, and what is a profit target in terms of a two to one or a three to one reward to risk ratio. Now, remember, understanding these key terminologies is a crucial step in your swing trading journey. So continue to understand and expand your knowledge of other definitions in the market because there's plenty of other terminology and, and definitions that are used. Make sure you continue to expand your knowledge of other terminology so that you are able to make smart trading decisions as you proceed down in your trading journey. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Learning to Swing Trade the Stock Market podcast. If you did enjoy it, I would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe. Start leaving us some comments. That's what's going to help us grow this podcast. Every comment that gets left, we will read and use to get better. If you think there's somebody else that could use this podcast to start their trading journey, please feel free to share it with them. And of course, we always have the Disciplined Traders community that is available to help brand new traders start their journey. And we will have the link to that in the show notes. With that, hope you live to trade another day and we will talk to you next week.